with your yeah, your TNN right it. there. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I was setting up, and you're like mm. coffee, nine o'clock coffee. Are you yeah. just planning to? You're flying tomorrow, right? Are you I, just planning to stay up all night? Right. No, I mean <laughs> to be honest, I don't think caffeine does a lot like for me, but maybe sometimes it's about the ritual that will like. I can really kind of, if I need to be energetic, do it. Like, I think Jump Rope has taught us throughout the years in the worst of conditions when you're absolutely at your most tired that you feel like you can possibly be, you need to now do a performance. <laughs> That's something we've gone through a lot. Um, so, yeah, I it's fine. I'm, like, I'm super psyched. Um, I could have not slept for a couple of days and I'll, like, make But it's a little, like, okay, let's wake up. We have coffee. It's the morning. Nobody knows what it's like outside. These guys don't know. <laughs> Nobody walking by knows we're doing a podcast in a van. Also, yeah. Or, yeah no, yeah, I yeah. mean, like, these guys, uh, hopefully the people listening or watching this oh. podcast. Like, it could be 4 a.m. for all day. It could be. And it could be, they could be anywhere. They could be running. They could, <laughs> they be, could be, you know, driving a Great job. Or... Keep it up. Keep mowing that lawn. Just keep, <laughs> just keep moving. <laughs> have a great time along the way. That's what life's about. Tori Boggs, that grass. <laughs> world champion jump roper and comedian, everybody. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I do want to like get uh, some footage with this sign. This oh awesome. yeah, we're gonna get it all. You we know, we do a big here. We do a big here for oh. the the world's best oh, jump roper. Oh, welcome to the van cast, Tori. Are we? Have we started? We have. Is that okay, okay with you? That's cool. Wait, I gotta open. I feel like this <laughs> is the starting the moment, and we're off. Now the podcast has started. <laughs> Uh, sparkling water is so good. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. I drink too much of it. It hydrates you like water, I'm it's sure, right? Good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think it works the same as water. I don't know why there would be huge differences. Yeah. Just the, like, it's, sparkly. I don't know. Sparkling water has made Not its way through the U.S. too. Like, very European thing, starting to invade, Ooh, yeah. spread through America. <laughs> you probably get to see all the different trends and things. and Yeah, I guess that's kind of true. But sparkling water is huge, especially in Europe. And they have, like, the different levels of frizzante and, yeah. What's that? Just, it's just sparkling water, <laughs> oh. basically. But they have some that's m more sparkly. <laughs> more okay. More sparkling than others. So, yeah. In different countries, don't they bring you sparkling water first and you have to ask for regular? Yeah. So, my very first time in Germany, actually, I went to Frankfurt when I was... Maybe like 14. It was a while back. Um, <laughs> we had no idea. Of course, we're like kids in the gym, like training for a show or something. We get off the floor and they're like, room temperature orange juice or sparkling water. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's not what you want right off the floor. Or at least no. that's not what the Americans wanted. We're like, what is this? There's no ice available. <laughs> yeah, how quenching. Yeah, so odd. Huh. Yeah. But I mean, it's what you're used to, right? And if anything... yeah. You know, people always say it's a little healthier to drink warmer water, especially in like athletic setting. So, I've heard that. Yeah. Hmm. About body temperature. Because yeah. it can absorb it faster, doesn't yeah. shock your system. Yeah, something like this. I see. All that stuff. Okay, all the science <laughs> things. Nick's VanCast, the science episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You guys have to look that up. We're not, <laughs> we're totally the experts on it. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fact checker here, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to yeah, welcome to California. Thanks. Very exotic place, actually. For real? <laughs> no, really though. <laughs> yeah, because you're from Ohio, 
right? Yeah. <laughs> Second time we've talked about this today. Let's go. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, Ohio. Um, so it was snowing two days before I came here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The day before, it was 70 degrees. This is quite normal in Ohio. Yeah. Shorts, T-shirt, one day, next day, you have snow. I literally was, like, on my couch, 8 a.m., like, getting my day ready. Look out. <laughs> it's snowing. <laughs> like, oh, man. But then by the end of the day, it had already stopped and was getting warm. That's Ohio. Just all the time? Yeah. That's well, so strange. I mean, not in, well, not in like July. That's yeah. not really happening. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of Ohio for you. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Almost never snows here. Right. Had like one, two snow days in my life, maybe. Really? And it's I like can't even believe you had that much. I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> 82 in Santa Cruz today. Here we are. Santa Cruz, California. Super nice. Can we say what you're doing here or is it under Yeah, no, wraps? you can totally say, uh, say I work with RPM. Um, they do a lot in the functional fitness category. They make some sweet jump rubs. Plugging that in for them, you can get a discount code on my Instagram. Um, but no, for real, a great company, great company culture, really cool. From like they're based in Santa Cruz, they're from this area, um, and it's one of those things where like I had the privilege of you know going right into their backyard, being integrated into the company, doing a lot of work with them this week. Um, it's been super fun, and I can just see that throughout the whole company you know everyone really enjoys being there and that's always a really fun environment to be a part of so very inspiring you can leave and and just feel that energy yeah that's amazing yeah getting to travel and, and meet some incredible people network yeah, with amazing yeah. companies and things yeah we gotta tell the people who tell you are all right? the people uh <laughs> tori boggs uh world champion world's best jump roper yeah, it's hard with this term because um, you can win multiple titles, right? So it's it's hard to to say world's best. Like, okay, I, I won triple unders. There's a lot of amazing jump ropers out there. So you can say, okay, I'm the best at triple unders. You can say I'm the best at, at these different events that I've won. So, yeah. Okay. But well, if you want to give me that title. You're my favorite jump roper. <laughs> I will it. say it. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> jump roping. Jump roping. You've probably said this story a bajillion times. Let's go. When, how, why, jump rope yeah. for you? <laughs> um, I first saw it when I was five years old, and it was just love at first sight, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. Off to the races from that moment. Uh, you, yeah, that's all I was doing was just wanting to jump rope before school, after school, anytime I could get my hand on the rope. I was really bad when I started. Yeah, it took me forever. I mean, it was uncoordinated five-year-old, but it took me forever just to be able to jump over the rope. Um, but what ended up happening was... I just couldn't stop. I wanted to keep going. And my mom saw how much I loved it. So she got involved from a, a kind of coaching and judging standpoint. So she started learning how to coach me and help me out with these skills. Um, and then, of course, I was little. So she would be there, you know, as a mom from that standpoint as well. And then, you know, fast forward many years and her and I have ended up kind of traveling the world together. And uh, I, I mean, I, I am very honored to be at that world level of, of a jump roper. But my mom is actually the secretary general or co-secretary general of the International Jump Rope Union. So, like, wow. she also has that passion for, for jump rope and helping other people uh, grow in the sport as well. It's yeah. a family affair. <laughs> yeah. That's family amazing. Affair. My brother even jumped rope a little bit. He's yeah. the soccer player in the family, but okay. he did jump a little. So athletics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's amazing. Did you see it on TV? Was it at a school event? Oh, or? yeah. Good question. Um. Uh, we were at a tournament. I think it was an AU tournament, um, amateur athletic. Yeah, uh, we were the. It was in North Carolina, 
And uh, I, my brother was there for a Taekwondo competition. And my mom and I were just walking around kind of throughout the tournament. And they had a jump rope event there. And that's where I saw it. And I was quite lucky because the, the team that I saw is from West Virginia. So, I mean, of, of all, which is where I was from, by the way. We didn't go over that, but um, or where I grew up, rather. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not, you know, not every city has a jump rope team. There used to be one, actually, in Santa Clara. I don't know if they're still around, but... I, yes, I knew about that. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to tell you. I'm a huge jump rope guy. Oh, let's go! <laughs> but anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, sweet. So, um, yeah, there was one in West Virginia. It was the perfect thing to do growing up, and... Um, you know, I never could have imagined all the crazy opportunities that happened uh, since then. But I think the, the you know, best thing that I can always relate back to is just that pure love or joy that I felt when I was like a little girl. It's always what I try to get back, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say it's common that people find that thing that they're so passionate about so early? Because that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you stuck with it. I was really lucky. I was like, I just... There was a team where I was from. Like, how incredibly lucky is that? So I, I feel very fortunate for that. And, you know, yeah, that's something I definitely strive to do through my life is is try to do what does bring me joy and happiness each and every day. And I don't think you see that from everyone. That's, of course, just my point of view from traveling around. Um, but what that does is just motivates me to to try to continue to find ways to, to do what I love each and every day as well so amazing cool it's fun stuff yeah <laughs> so i jump roped from a young age as well yeah i did jump rope club at my elementary school oh, i didn't know anything about this okay <laughs> keep going and so yeah i well i'm just tying it in so it was just like telling you that i have so many questions to ask you about yeah it. that's great you know uh, firsthand <laughs> yeah fellow jumper once a jumper always a jumper right it's true is it okay yeah. good. Legit, legit we're like tied now by ropes <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, because I remember loving it too. Obviously, I don't do it now professionally or whatever. But yeah, I remember doing it as part of a PE activity with this PE teacher I really, really liked. And then we had this like mobile like classroom, one of those standalone classrooms that we would do PE in. Yeah. But then at lunchtime, we would turn it into like the jump rope room. I love it. We had after school jump rope club. And then there was like five, six of us that were so passionate about it that would, we would do it like all the time after school. And then we would get to go uh, off campus during school. We'd do field trips and do clinics at other elementary schools. That's awesome. Which, I mean, I was in like third grade at the time. So looking back, I'm like, were we really that good? But I was like, I felt like a rock star, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I, you know, I, I got older and I kind of faded away as a lot of things do. But then picking it up, well, trying to pick it up, like, I would say a year and a half ago. Nice. And this is something I want to ask you about because I didn't stick with it for more than a week because it is so stinking strenuous. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize how strenuous it is to jump rope. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And you do these jump rope events that require endurance, so much endurance and power and speed and all these things. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. But as far as the events go or the different you know things that you can do within jump roping do you have like a specialty that you do because there's i don't know right I'll yeah I see what you mean. there's a lot that we just <laughs> that you just covered yeah um there's a lot so i definitely have strived in jump rope to be a well-rounded jumper um and so that that's something i was always trying to do was win the all-around award when it came to like world championships um so that requires you to be quite good at 
a few different events, um, which makes it more fun, right? You get to do a lot of different things. Um, but I would say that I probably specialize more, especially nowadays in solo events. But I will say that some of the best parts of jumping rope are getting to, to jump with other people. And some of my best memories are, you know, being on Team USA, being at the world tournament and being on the floor with like my three best friends. Right. And we're competing together. And we went through the hours of training in the gym together to get to that point. And those are some of really the, the best moments is sharing jump rope and kind of to go back to that point. I think it's super cool that you were on a team even when you were in third grade. And it doesn't doesn't matter if you guys were great or not. The jump rope is about you know, the the happiness that people get when they share it. So you could be a third grader sharing it with another third grader at a different school. How cool is that? So it's, you know, it's not just about jumping over a rope. It's about, you know, obviously the cognitive development, the physical development, but also just the socialization that comes with the sport. And you're really connected to so many people across the world. That's so true. Yeah. We would watch those, uh, I think it was Jump Rope for Heart yeah. <laughs> videos on VHS. Yeah. Just so psyched. VHS. Yeah. Dang. You gotta love it. During P and just be like, we want to do that. And I yeah. have like the t-shirts still and yeah. in my newspaper clipping. It's but such a thing. Yeah. At what point were you like, I think I'm proficient at this now and I could probably do this like as a career. That's pretty oh, wild. As a career. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, there's definitely an evolution there of kind of how it built up because you also have to think it's it's not something that's possible. All of our lives we learned, okay, you can follow this route to be a teacher, this route to be a lawyer, this route to be a doctor, right? It's, everything's quite laid out. And nowadays there's so many jobs that you don't even have names for them. I couldn't even name a job, like some of these jobs that people do. Um, and so I think that was part of it was growing up. You didn't really know that jump rope was possible as a profession. Um, there were so many opportunities that just hadn't yet been explored. And so as I was kind of going through college, I started just performing. And you know, we had always done performances when we were younger, like going to schools, that type of stuff. Um, but nothing really to the level of, you know, getting paid, being on a stage and being in front of people and, and making that as fun of an experience for your audience, audience as possible. And so that's what I started doing during my time at High State. And uh, I found myself really looking forward to every weekend because I was going somewhere to do a performance or even on campus, I was doing a performance. And that kind of built from there. And that's really when I discovered like my performing style, because it is quite different than jumping rope in a competition. They are totally different types of, of ball games. And we didn't know that. Okay. So like how you approach that is, is quite different. And so I was learning that through college, like by do uh, just doing and like finding out how the audience reacts and, and kind of also developing my own style. And that's, you know, jump rope is quite significant on everybody has their own way of using the rope, their own way of moving. And that's a really creative part of the sport itself. But you can also apply that to the performance world. So I'll just kind of grew into this. I guess, I don't know if that went back to your question. Your question seems to be about competition, but as a career, yeah. right? That's kind of how it, it built was like finding out what's possible or like where this jump rope can take me. Well, right. Because I think there are probably a lot of people who are good at jump roping, but then there's this next level of, oh, I can do this and I can sustain myself via working as a professional jump roper. Yeah. There's a difference like between people who like to play baseball and are, you know, college baseball players and then they're professional major sure. baseball players. So was there a switch for you when you're like, oh, I actually stand out actually uh, well, above the crowd? Well, I will say this. Um, a professional jump roper doesn't always mean that you're great at jump rope, <laughs> which is a pretty interesting statement, I'm sure. But there are loads of people that are making money off of jump rope that aren't actually the best jump ropers which is 
really interesting. And so growing up in the sport, or not growing up, but as I got older, I, I saw that. I saw these people that were making money from jumping rope, but they couldn't jump rope nearly at the level that all of us were, were jumping. So we were always like, how are these people doing this? Like, And part of it is just the ability to connect with the audience because oftentimes what we do with the rope is so complicated that someone can't catch it. It just goes right over people's heads, um, which means that we can really nerd out on jump rope. Like if you meet other jump ropers, you're like speaking a different language. People have no clue what's going on. And then you pull something crazy out. And unless someone's really watching intricately what's going on, they're, they're going to just have no idea. So what starts to happen is that people are doing a lot easier of things but a, a kind of a public person who doesn't know jump rope so well is looking at that like, oh, my gosh, they're the greatest jump roper that's ever existed. We're going to buy their program to learn how to jump. You know what I mean? So that that's actually quite a common thing that happens, which is it's pretty interesting. <laughs> it's a whole other conversation, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's definitely crazy to watch like the things that you do and you're just your rope is just going crazy. It's like, but people who are, you know, in your field, they know what you're doing. Right? Yeah. Like a name, the yeah. tricks and things. And <laughs> I know like a lot of the stuff, especially that I'm posting on social media, you learn kind of what people enjoy watching and what they don't watching. And sometimes I feel super lame to post something because it was skill wise quite easy. Now, when it comes to pointing, you know, putting together actual videography or finding the different angles that you want or how you want to represent, of course, there's so much work that goes into that. But the actual jumping part is so easy that sometimes I really have a lot of trouble posting a video. But those are the ones that end up, end up being the most successful because people can interpret what you're doing. And that's where I think competitive jump ropers or those of us who have spent so much time in the sport that we truly have the mastery of the jump rope we actually have trouble making money or like making it a profession because we don't want to put out this stuff that's quite easy for us to do does that make sense it's like just like we're like oh it's, it's not hard enough we're not working hard enough physically on the floor right now to make that video so you're not even willing to do it. so this is some of the videos I know like my jump rope friends are like this is super easy <laughs> you know? but then a, a kind of normal person who's not used to seeing that are like oh it's the coolest thing you ever like wait i can do this i can actually like do these really really difficult things they just have no idea oh yeah you do some like this is how you do these trick type of videos too right yeah i do a little bit of that people. trying to break it down yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's still just very impressive and i also heard in an interview that you did that you edit your videos too right i do edit yeah i do all my own stuff that's crazy I was like, oh, she's got to have like this whole multimedia team. No. And I... here you are just a pro video editor too. <laughs> I'm not pro. I struggle a lot. I have gone through so many uh, thinking of an idea, trying out the idea, spending loads of time on it, and then the video is just a total bust. <laughs> because it's a lot of it is figuring out what to do or I realize, oh, I didn't shoot it the right way or this and that. But it's, I mean, it's fun. And when I was, especially first starting my Instagram page, I had that time. That I could do. It was in the beginning of the pandemic, right? I, like I had that time that I was like learning something totally new, and I still am learning. Like each yeah. each video edit is different and uh, kind of a new experience. <laughs> and you probably get to connect with so many people who are into what you're doing and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Community is great. Yeah, community aspect is super nice. From people who aren't even jump ropers, right? I'm sure. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is there's yeah. like this connection that we didn't really have before, and now you can reach so many more people. Or some, you know, so many different people across the world because of social media, yeah. uh, which is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. So I have a multi-part question, kind of. What's up? What's up? Uh, <laughs> throw me off. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you talked about the performance side, and then you also talked about the like competitive side of things. Do you have a, a preference for one versus the other? Because the things on social media, I mean, there's probably a difference between the things that you often post versus the things that you would do in a competition of yeah. a certain discipline. The stuff that we do on Instagram, I say we, the stuff that I do on Instagram, um, I would never do in competition because you would get zero points. <laughs> you would okay. not win anything. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Um, as far as what I like more, hmm, different for different reasons, I like different things. I mean, I grew up competing all my life. It took me a while to find like um, what my performance is or how I wanted to represent jump rope. And it's still like it's an artistry, right? And I really genuinely mean that it is an artistry. So it's about kind of discovering how you want to represent jump rope, how you want to move with jump rope. And there's like no rules in performance. And that's something I really love. Like competition, you have a strict set of rules that you need to follow to get X amount of points. You do it with no mistakes, like all of these kind of factors that go into, of course, performance. You don't want to have a mistake either. But when it's just you, if you do have a mistake, you can kind of problem solve and figure out how to kind of get around it. Whereas in competition, that's quite difficult to do. You don't have that freedom as much because people know jump rope so well. They know what a mistake is. Whereas like in general public, maybe they have no idea that you just made a mistake because they're just like amazed at what kind of coming at them right now. I see. So I guess... From that standpoint, I really love this freedom and performance of being able to move a little bit differently or think of things differently that we weren't able to do in competition. Were your worlds of performance and competition kind of combined or merged when you were recently on uh, the Go Big Show? <laughs> on the Go Big Show. Because, I mean, yeah. that's a mixture of both, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a competition in itself, yes, but... I also didn't have to think about the hardest jump rope tricks because people have no idea. <laughs> and I didn't get a chance to watch it. It's out though, right? Yeah, yeah. You can um, you can catch them on YouTube. They have clips yeah. of my two rounds that I did. What yeah. was that experience like? That's a pretty cool thing you got to do there. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. Um, I mean, I've done TV shows before and uh, they're always, you know, they give you stories to talk about. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, you definitely learn a lot from them. Uh, the reason I went on to this show is because I have done other TV shows. They didn't always end so well, but I learned from them. And I, I you know, learned kind of to stand up for myself in different ways. So going into this TV show and they contacted me, I was like, I require these things. And if you can do that for me, I'll do the show. If you can't, I, I'm sorry, I just can't. I'm not going to do it because it's quite a bit of time. Like I went and I lived in Macon, Georgia for a full month <laughs> just to shoot the show. And that part actually ended up being pretty cool because normally on TV shows, you know, it's really difficult with scheduling. They bring you there for this week. And then if you make it to the next round, you got to find another week that it lines up and come back. So the fact that you could kind of do it all at once was pretty cool. It worked out. And my mom was with me. So my mom and I shared a hotel room for a full month, which had its ups and downs as any like relationship like that would but ultimately like i mean how cool is that that i could kind of share that time with my mom and reconnect which is really rare yeah i mean she was on the show too yeah yeah, yeah. she was on the show yeah she was awesome she's that's the amazing. best that's so cool was it during uh 2021 then yeah uh wait, what are we in now 22 yeah it was, it was august of it? 21 <laughs> yeah where are we we're time on, is a blended but we're on the moon outside <laughs> we could be anywhere actually Look we're on the, the moon we need to get, get take this podcast outdoors i know right every episode looks the same so it could be anywhere <laughs> That's the cool thing about traveling in a van. It's like I could be in a Walmart parking lot. I'm like, I'm just going to imagine I'm in Breckenridge, Colorado. Target. No. Target, 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 target. Branding target. it. Yeah, Breckenridge. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. You could go 
snowboarding. Yeah. Well, speaking of Colorado, speaking of Georgia, you get to travel all over the place to do this thing that you love. Yeah. What is that like for you? That's got to be so amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I definitely love to travel. I guess you kind of have to. If I didn't, it would be pretty miserable. You're like a touring um, artist. Yeah, no, it's it's really been super cool. I never could imagine being able to travel this much. I think my parents had no idea either. Like when I first started uh, jumping and then was qualifying for these international competitions, we were going to Australia, South Africa, um, England, like France, Portugal, like all these different places. My parents were like, take advantage of this time, you know, because it, it is rare, especially as an American student, like to travel is it's, you know, a big hassle. So to say, like, it's a huge deal to, like, leave the country, a huge country. Um, so I, I definitely felt really lucky for these opportunities. And uh, at that time, I was also doing this, like, collect an instrument from every country, which is, I know, it was, like, very <laughs> ambitious and not cheap for me. And random. Yeah, and very random. Well, I love music, so it kind of okay. gets fits together. That sounded but... judgmental. Yeah. I didn't mean it yeah, that hey. way. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was definitely a daunting undertaking, I guess. But at the time, you know, I'm just a kid. Like, let's get this sweet instrument. So I did collect some cool ones, but then you quickly found out that I was traveling a lot and not able to keep this up and couldn't bring things back with me. And also they were really expensive and uh, <laughs> it didn't last you know the longest ever so i picture you just your carry-on as a trombone or something no legit i had the australian didgeridoo i mean that is a long like that's such a hard thing to transport i had african bongos i was like carrying through the airports i mean and then plus like you go to a jump rope competition well this is more in the u.s but sometimes the trophies that they get like even first second third like they're big so it was just like, I don't want that. Was Tori's going to jump roping, everybody. Really Her trophies are this, this big. <laughs> I don't really don't talk about this. Shoot. Uh, I didn't mean for that to, no, to no, come no. off as weird. No, it but it, wasn't. it was hard to travel with that, <laughs> basically. You know, those, you know those luggage weight limits? You know, all that gold adds up. <laughs> Shoot. <Nick. laughs> um, medals were nice. You earned it. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> oh, man. So travel though, you travel, yeah. are you traveling for competitions always? Or are you traveling just like, I want to go there and I'm going to connect with, I mean, you're working with athletes and companies. Is it yeah. comp competition and sponsorships too now? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of, it's a, it's a mix of stuff for sure, which makes it really fun. There's always things changing and different purposes for each thing. Um, and then of course, back to the point of like, I don't have a man managing team. Part of that is on purpose um, because I'm able to control my own schedule and I, I love working directly with uh, brands or companies or, or events. I, I love being able to be that communicator because it can get so complicated when you start to work through other people and you know the timeline just shifts so much and I want to I want to get things done like I want things to happen and I want to keep taking advantage of opportunities. Um, what was the original question? Back to what I'm doing. Okay yeah so because of all the pandemic stuff, right, jump rope competition really changed. Um, a lot of them, like the a couple of years ago, our world tournament had to be canceled, obviously, like everything else. Um, and then stuff kind of moved online. It really kind of changed how the sport was working at that time. Obviously, it's coming back to kind of normal. But already, world competitions are every two years now. So it's like already there's like a, a gap of it's time. Like four still. Years then. Yeah. And so especially I was working in Germany, actually, when the, the pandemic hit. And of course, nobody knew what was going on. We were quarantined there. You couldn't really leave. I literally just had a suitcase of clothes. And then my parents back home freaking out about me being abroad. Um, but I just had this outdoor. I was lucky that I did have this outdoor patio. And especially in kind of if you scroll 
on my Instagram back to my first videos, there's this red wall that I'm in front of. And this is like my famous little red wall. And I, that's where I just started jumping outside. Like I had to do something during this time. Um, I had nothing else with me. <laughs> and then, of course, you wanted to exercise and, and, and do something that made you happy. So I actually started making these videos because my parents were super worried about me. And okay. so I was like wanting to show them. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm having a good time. Like I'm doing things a bit silly, like having, you know, just like everybody was kind of figuring out their own way. Um, and it just kind of started from there. And it kind of turned into people started messaging me like, oh, this is super cool. I didn't think anyone was going to, you know, find my videos or think like relate so much to them or connect so much to them. And then there were people that were like, we're picking up jump ropes now because of, of seeing this. And I was like, oh, man, I can't stop. Like now people are getting into it. Like, let me just kind of use this and, and do it more. And of course, I enjoyed it and was having like creative fun and and really having a good time. And then it just kind of took off. And um yeah, it, it just, I don't, I didn't plan where it would go or what was going to happen. Um, but just, you know, was enjoying the, the journey and I still am. But what happens now is as the world hopefully continues to open up, um, there's all these really cool opportunities that are, that are now able to happen. And of course, I love to travel. I have that travel bug. So I'm just trying to, to take advantage of them. I mean, I can tell you why <laughs> the, the social media explosion is because not only are you really proficient at what you do but i mean on your instagram it says jump rope and smile right you're positive yeah. you're a positive person you're sharing <laughs> you know something cool and active and and it's just a positive thing you know there's so much negativity and and yeah. here's something uh, that you're putting out that's never like you can't jump rope and frown can you you can't it's impossible yeah, you can? <laughs> no you can't cannot. you can't it's impossible yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't even work like <laughs> <laughs> you can't, can't even do it. <laughs> people, yeah, people connect with that. They, I mean, I see it and it's like, oh, that makes my day. You know, you have oh, a happy cool. song and you see somebody oh. jumping and doing something really awesome. I think that is amazing. Yeah, it's a happy activity. Absolutely. The jump rope is literally a smile. Like the wow. shape. It's a smiley smile. That's amazing. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Except don't look at it, don't look it that way. We're just, we're just sticking to the, <laughs> yeah. the half of it. <laughs> do you have any favorite places that you've traveled mm, with um, with the rope that's a really hard question culture wise i love the italian culture like i always gain weight when i go there i'm just i have to eat all the food yeah i'm like oh, i'm only here for five days that means i can have five gelatos five tiramisu like <laughs> five more coffees yeah i mean so I, I really love the and the italian people are super cool the the country is absolutely beautiful um so from that standpoint i love it i also really love alaska like I, I'm a mountain person, and so I, I love the mountains and snow, and um, I just think that it's such a beautiful part of the world. And um, I mean, anytime, even whenever I'm over in Europe and I get to go to the mountains, it's like, oh, let's let's go if I have the chance. I've taken like night trains to just be, you know, somewhere for a day, and then a ten-hour train back the next night, like just because it's the mountains, right? Yeah. Um, as far as jump rope wise or, or working with people, my favorite spot is Kenya. Um, because we went there to help them host the East African Rope Skipping Championships. That was kind of the event we were doing. And what happened was just there's so many really talented kids that are just jumping rope all the time. They love it so much to the point where they would like wake us up as soon as like we were allowed to to basically grab our jump ropes. They would wake us up and then we would go and just teach them until we were forced to go to bed because, the, you know, the place was closing or whatever. It stayed open until midnight for us. And then, you know, they would just do this every single day. And it was like the spirit of these kids just wanting to learn jump rope was so 
refreshing and just, you know, no matter what was going on in their lives, it's, it's such a different, obviously, part of the world. Um, jump rope just brings happiness. And that's the other thing about jump rope is like, it's a language in itself. So is smiling, right? Which is why I love to smile is because you don't even have to speak the same language, but you can connect to someone. Jump rope is this exactly. Like we have our own language of jump rope, so to speak, but you can work with other people without ever even having to speak a word. You can, you can share it with somebody, which is just such a, such a cool thing, no matter where you go. That is really yeah. cool. I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. Jump roping doesn't have a language. It's just jump room, jumping rope. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Kenya, huh? Kenya was cool. It yeah. was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, also, that's why I wear, like, uh, I have my Kenyan bra. I went in oh, yeah. 2011, so maybe I need to go back sometime soon. Oh, but okay. um, since that time, I always had my Kenya bracelet on. Granted, my original one did break, which was sad. It had Kenya written on it. But I've had some really cool friends that uh, will send me new ones. So it's been 10 years since you've gone? Yeah, it was, It was well, 11 almost. 2011, 2011 is when I was there. It was yeah. a long time oh, ago. Oh, gosh, you got to go back. I know. Yeah. It was such a good experience. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you put on a competition there. Yeah. Um, so that's a, I, I feel very lucky because I'm one of the international athlete ambassadors for our sport. And what that entails, right, is, is helping the sport spread as much as possible. But coming from that competitive background, I've been fortunate enough to be able to to go to different countries and literally help them host their national championships. Um, so that was something I did in, in Moscow a couple times, which was super cool, very interesting because I can read Cyrillic but cannot speak <laughs> Russian at all. Um, so even just knowing that little bit of being able to read Cyrillic, if you ever go to these parts of the world, definitely helpful because there's some cognates. So when it comes okay. to just the ability to read, it does make a huge difference. But then, of course, the language and, and the culture is quite different. Um, so that was that was a really interesting experience. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, so this, the same with, with going to different parts of the world and hosting different competitions. Um, we definitely do that also in Ohio, right? We're hosting competitions there or um, help start the collegiate jump rope um, league or called we're a nonprofit organization, NCJRA, National Collegiate Jump Rope Association. Um, but we help college teams basically grow into sport clubs or into student organizations. And then we host um, a collegiate competition. So that was something I got to start when I was at Ohio State. And then uh, now I'm a little more of kind of the, the background organizer on it. And then other people are kind of running it, which is super cool when you can see something be sustainable <laughs> and you can kind of go on to to cheer from the side yeah not only are you really good at what you do you want to share that and and help others experience that too that's amazing oh yeah i mean Your that's the thing is and... is jump rope should be positive it's yeah there there's something for everyone in jump rope jump rope is for everyone yeah i love that that's the statement <laughs> in addition to travel have you had any crazy jump rope experiences and i know of one that i want to ask you about Which jump one? roping with fire a flaming rope. Oh, yeah. Which you did on the show, right? I did as do that well on the show. That is true. On a beach somewhere. Yeah, as well as on, the beach was for practice. <laughs> that was before the show? Before the show. Oh. Yeah, well, so the producers wanted, they're like, let me start this statement over. Um, the producer. Um, Take the, three. <laughs> action. Yeah. Um, actually, how would that action? That's cool. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the producer's like, what do you want to do? And that was part of it is I was like, I want to do this and I want to do this. So if you can make that happen, cool. Because did I do that? Take four. No, that <laughs> this is the, the, the kettle because, you know, uh, Tori requested we had coffee on the van. I'm cast. high maintenance. 
<laughs> Please don't quote that. <laughs> <laughs> she came on the show before cameras were rolling. She was like, where are my M&Ms? <laughs> Green ones only. <laughs> Clicked record. I like the smile. <laughs> no, Tori's been very nice the entire time. I promise. Oh, it's terrible. I promise. Oh, I'm not crossing my fingers. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> um, what were we? Oh, fire up. Yeah. The show. Yes. So... I forget what I was talking about. Yeah, so that was definitely one of the things that I wanted to do. So I, I had done fire performance before. It was actually in a Cirque du Soleil show in Canada. Um, but there were so many requirements. Like the fire department was there. So they were monitoring everything, which is fine. I love safety um, for the most part. Um, but it was like really restrictive on the type of fuel I could use, how big that flame could get. Because there's an audience too. You're in a, a big like arena. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. there's a lot of restrictions. Lighter fluid just right. does it. But what it does is it just looks not as cool. Like ultimately all these restrictions are obviously for safety. But in the end, it doesn't, it doesn't look as cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I told the show, I was like, I want to do as much fire as you'll allow me to do. Um, and so they're like, okay, I think we can make that happen. So I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> if you let me do that, because they also are all about safety. I don't want to like yeah. cut that short. Like we had the firemen literally as close as possible to the stage. We had all of the stuff in place. Like we went over it a million times to make sure like safety is covered. The guys were ready with like the fire blankets and the extinguisher. They were, you don't see it on camera, obviously, but literally a millimeter beside the camera are the people ready you know just in case so they had safety i also had um everything was fireproofed um yeah so and so were my turners and um yeah it was super cool so we were safe but i still think we could have done more fire <laughs> i love it i love that. Um, but maybe that's for the future now that everybody knows it was possible they've seen oh. it okay now we can do more that's usually how it works um but on the beach i was trying a new fuel to see if i could make make it burn brighter and i was trying a new type of rope and a new type of thing all together and I thought it was smart to be on the beach. You can cover fire with sand. You can jump in the water. Um, the dangerous thing about that is that even if you are burnt and you go jump in the water, um, you know, burns are uh, subject to infection quite easily. So you got to be careful if you're jumping in dirty water. That can get a little bit sketchy. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I made a mistake. I had a lot of confidence using that jump rope. I 100% I made the mistake. It was very silly. Um, mistakes that I really don't even make in jump rope. Um, my parents were there, um, so they are quite good under pressure and, you know, immediately jumped in as well when the rope got wrapped around my ankle. But it didn't just, like, grab my ankle, like, or just graze the ankle. It got wrapped around the ankle. The flaming and jump rope. The flaming jump rope. The bad part of that is that I'm trying to sh at first shake it off because you usually you can shake off your jump rope, but it was wrapped in a way that it got super tangled. And so then once I kind of realized I wasn't going to be able to, to shake it off quite quickly, and then, of course, my parents are coming over, like, throwing sand and, like, we're trying to get water. But then once again, you're a little bit like, do you want to go in the water? Um, but also your, your foot's on fire, so, you know, make the decision. Um but yeah, I, I realized, okay, I actually have to like get my hands in here and like pull this off. Um, honestly, it ended pretty well. Like considering how bad it could have been, I'm like, great. You know, like the, the scar is quite good. It's very minimal. Um, second degree burns for the most part, a little bit of third in there. I was really fine. The foot didn't feel great for quite a while, but... It could have been so bad. One way to look at <laughs> it. It could have been really bad. So 
yeah, I definitely was lucky that it turned out great. Um, I learned a lot. I will not be making that mistake again. So I, I think if anything, like I can see it as a really big positive. Like it was there as a warning. Okay. <laughs> I came out of it great. Um, one thing, especially with my parents being there, is they were obviously really nervous. They're like, you can never jump with fire again. And I was like, no, now I have to jump with fire again. Tomorrow night, let's just let it soak over. And my parents were like, no, Tori, what are you doing? Um, and I was like, well, I mean, if I don't jump with it now, like, I'm never going to jump with it again, right? Like, we can't do that to ourselves. Um, so, yeah, the next night I did it again, made that video that you see online. <laughs> my foot under, I put up high socks. My foot under it is very wrapped. I really probably shouldn't have jumped on it, but everything turned out okay. <laughs> and then after that, I took, like, a good three weeks to a month of just propping that foot up and <laughs> letting it heal. So That's insane. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that's the thing is like I've had way worse injuries I haven't had burn injuries though so that's definitely scary um but I've definitely had like worse injuries that compromise my career more so to me those are are like the the more uh impactful like impacting on my life a little more so I'm like all right it's fire it happened I got through it I'm my foot's great. Let's keep going. Someone asks you, how'd you burn your foot? I was jump roping. Yeah, I know. Like, how ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's just crazy. They're like, what? Like, what? <laughs> how did you mess that up? And that was for preparation for the Yeah, sorry. Show. Back to no. So, like, were you going into that like, oh, gosh. Well, so we go I just sent them the, the video, the successful mm. one. And then uh, we didn't really bring it up again until I was on the show. And then my mom was like freaking out she's she was like going to produce she's like now do you guys have all of this stuff in place because tori burned herself they're like what (laughs) (laughs) i think we need to hear about this so yeah thanks mom she's there to protect yeah good mom yeah good mom (laughs) yeah um now i love scars i think they're pretty cool especially when they're a little gnarly they show like life you know it's like a life yeah Yeah, exactly like what is what happened like what happened to you let's hear about it's a story it's a good one to have yeah now that you're okay yeah, no, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind talking about that scar so much. Okay, that's yeah. good. <laughs> and then you talk about having to heal and recover from that. Yeah, sure. Performance in jump rope is a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to ask you really quick on uh, the world record of triple unders. I've never done a triple under before. Well, we got to change that. This <laughs> van is pretty big. The ceiling is not high yeah, enough to jump rope, is that's it? That's going to make it hard. <laughs> but... I can do double unders consecutively yeah, okay. a lot. Not right. a lot. I'm telling you a lot. A lot for me. Uh, I can do consecutive double unders. Yeah. Um, maybe 100 at one point. Maybe not. That's quite but, good. Well, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, here I'm just bragging to you. But, I know. But, Where's your big trophy? <laughs> 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 Sorry. You, you, it's easier to transport in the van. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's a callback you're a comedian i told you <laughs> but uh triple unders i remember not being able to do that you okay yeah keep going i'm excited about your triple unders like let's get it triple under no no i never oh well, i haven't uh, let's you do think? it today oh <laughs> well, i mean after yeah. the after the show you can people don't know that it's dark a, outside oh yeah it's bright outside it's, it's middle super, summer loads of Loads of space. We're too. in Florida, We're in actually. <laughs> We're in California. You don't want to drive too many places. Gas is too expensive. That's you can true. Just step on the sidewalk. That's true. I'm thinking about doing virtual van casts coming up, like sometimes for people who like live in other countries. Oh sure. My sister was like, "Oh, because gas is getting too too yeah. expensive." It's uh, 
If you're a guest on the VanCast, pay for gas or you got to do virtual. <laughs> or if we got a sponsor, who are we looking at? Target. Good and Gather. Is that a brand? It's like Target's food brand. Oh, you, yeah. you know what? Target could probably afford to bring some people. Why not try? I have to check some contracts. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but triple under I've never done because... Like, I do the double under, and it's, like, something to do with, like, the way you swing. It's, like, does the two fast, and then the third one doesn't happen. And I've been, like, I'm going to go on a trampoline and do it. Yeah. And even then, it's, like, something to do with the cadence or something. Maybe, like, next time you do that, later, when we're done here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Think about doing four. Oh. Yeah, sometimes if you think about doing four, even five, okay, I'm going to get one, two, three, four. Like, you'll feel it. And when you feel it, then you'll be, like, oh, That's the 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 yeah. Hide it, which I need to jump. Yeah, like because you're just trying to overdo it, and then you just realize, oh, I just did three. Oh. Yeah, that that definitely can be helpful for people. That's a huge thing. Yeah, the other thing is actually just with RPM. Um, we just finished my double under series, and really all of the steps that you need to do to drill and get double under, it's basically the same for triples. Just add a revolution jump a little higher like it's really quite the same that's how multiple unders work in jump rope and then of course repetition a million times you got to practice it so the same applies for for triples how you would approach yeah. it yeah so just aim for five aim for three. five aim for ten you know? and if you can do it man you should be in jump rope how many can you do like if you were going to just do one big high jump yeah that's not really something earlier today we were doing quadruple unders um, that's not really something that we do in jump rope. There are some Guinness records that um, a lot of, I think, the the Japanese are quite good. At, they're just super fast with their wrists, and they just jump, and then they're really willing to land as low as possible, borderline exploding their knees. So they uh, they really get, I think, crouch up. I want to say the most is an, like, octuple, or, like, eight times under. I want to say that. It's either seven or eight, Wow, which is a lot. That's crazy. I, I can't do that, but I love to watch. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'll but, cheer I mean, them on all day. But th even three is impressive, and you hold the world record for consecutive triple unders. Yes, yes. How how did you even decide? I'm gonna go for that. How did that world happen? Record. Um, so I always strived in the sport of jump rope. I still do. Um, but I strive to be a really powerful female. So my goal has always been to be able to do the tricks that the guys can do, but maybe the girls weren't doing so much. Because the girls were, you know, usually a little more dancey, and um, I just wanted to be super strong and do really hard tricks. Um, so with that, you know, Triple Unders is a power event. It's quite brutal. It's, you know, it's the it's only event in Jump Rope where you're just going as long as you can. It's not timed or anything like that. There's no presentation requirements. And I just, I love that. I love that you can just go on the floor and leave as much as you can out there and you don't care what you look like or like any of these other factors. It's just, you know, you and the jump rope. And so I feel like trip funders are just such, it's kind of the epitome of that in our sport is just this raw like power part of our sport. Um, and it does require a lot of training and uh, it's it's definitely one of those things I've always strived to be quite good at. Yeah. And and how many is the world record right now? What's your record? 493. <sighs> Yeah. So I got to I got to tell you this story too. Um I would have loved to have 500. I thought I had 500. The trophy was too big to bring home. <laughs> <laughs> um well, so you have to know my history with triple unders. Like um when I first started focusing on it, um I was winning our Grand National Championships um 
Uh, there's a, a few things that remind me to come back to this moment. Okay. I was winning our Grand National Championships. Um, I was I was wanting to go for winning Worlds. I go to Worlds. I did 330 triples, and I ended up tying the world record. Yet I had just I thought I did 10 more than it. Um, and I had so many other events going on that day that I was like, all right, I broke the world record. I'm going to stop. I'm going to save my energy because I was trying to win all around at that tournament. Well, as soon as I stopped, everyone in the gym was like, what? Why did you just stop? Because they, they realized, like, I thought I had 10 more. You can lose count in triple hunters quite easily. Let me tell you, you get in those hundreds. Um, and they were like, why didn't you just do one more to get the world recognized? I had, I just didn't know. Um, so that felt a little silly, but I had to wait two more years to attempt the world record again because it's world tournaments every other year. And this time I'm on the floor. I do 330 and I mess up on number 331. And how it works in triples is if you mess up on that number, they subtract one from your score. So once again, I tie it. <laughs> yeah, so two more years of training this. Um, okay, another thing that you need to know about triple unders is uh, if you mess up, you're done, right? That's how the this, this kind of event works. But they have kind of this one rule where if you mess up on your first attempt under 15, you're allowed to, to start again. So I have gone to a competition where I trained all year and I got 18 and I was done. That can happen. Like, that's just part of what happens. And I've watched some of the best guys in the world do the same. It, it can happen. You're in a competition. There's like crazy things. It could just be a bad day. You're a little off on your timing. And um, that's why we train, right? It's to prevent that. So anyway, back to the triples. So I tied it two times. I came back and I was like, I got to solidly beat this. And I did beat it. I think I got 400... And two, no, I had, I don't remember. It was pretty solid. It was a lot, but I just, I didn't feel like I did well enough. I don't know. I was like, I can do more. It. Yeah, I had broken it, but I knew I could do more. Like, it, I just, I love to go to as exhaustion as possible. Um, so, two more years. And then I solidly broke the world record. And I was quite happy because I absolutely gave as much as I could. And at that time, that was 412. Um, so yeah, going into triple hundreds again now, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I want to train to get 500. My goal was actually 450. Um, but of course when you're in the middle of it and you pass 450, you're like, well, what's the next thing here? Let's try to get to five. Um, but my, my mom was actually counting me. She was my coach for the event and our, our counter broke. Yeah, I know. Like one thing after another with triple hundreds and it actually skipped ahead. So it was, it like popped up. We have these manual tally counters in jump rope and it popped up. Um, so I was losing count around the 300 mark. Um, so I was really kind of relying on that tally counter. Um, she, like my mom's reading it. It's at 500. So she's like, can you squeeze out a few more? I'm barely getting to what I thought was 505. And then I absolutely collapsed on the floor and we're pretty excited because I thought I got 500. And then we recount the, the video of it and I'm like 493. Oh, so I am still really happy because I literally like finished to exhaustion. My legs buckled under me. I it took me like 15 minutes to be able to like walk, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, I did try to just retempt the world record a couple days later because we had a, a pretty tight deadline. It was tough. I was like my legs were shot. I think I got in the 300s. But um, yeah, so I, I am quite proud of that world record. But 500. That's still the, on the horizon. That's the next uh, goal of mine. That's incredible that you break a world record and you go, I have more. Well, I mean, that's the, I mean, jump rope is, you're not against, it's not a, a sport where you're against a component, a, 
jump rope is not a sport against an opponent, right? So you're not like measuring up who you're against for that day. But the cool part about it is you're really just against yourself. Yeah. So it's about like you going out and um, doing the best that you can, bettering your score. It doesn't really matter who gets first, second, third in that in that way. And there have been times where I've won gold at a competition and I left unsatisfied because it just wasn't my best performance out there. And then there have been other times where I definitely didn't win, but I was so happy because I just like I did the absolute best I possibly could. And then, you know, the results, maybe it was judging, maybe it just, I wasn't the fastest, just didn't work out that way. But it's, it's just about, can you leave knowing that you did your absolute best that you left everything that you possibly could on the floor? And if you can do that, what more could you have done? Like you might get fifth, 10th, 50th place it doesn't matter like what like you did the best you could i think that's such a, a cool thing about it's just you and your jump rope on the floor we'll talk about ambition that you have to have and drive to be great when you're just competing you know even against yourself it's inspiring for people who do you know take inspiration from watching people do amazing things and then say oh i thought i had given it my all and i and i have more to give i guess in anything, I guess. Yeah. Me, I run a lot. So I I consider myself an endurance athlete. And I go, I'm watching, you know, a teammate who can run faster. And maybe I'm not as fast as them, but I can see them engage their effort. And it makes me want to, like, put in my whole heart. I mean, that's, we should all just be lifting each other up. Like, if that's your if that's your goal, is just better yourself to improve yourself, to grow yourself. Um, ultimately, we're all kind of growing together when you we find that inspiration from other people. That's pretty cool. We're all jumping together. We're all there with our jump ropes. Smiling Just you with the, and the jump, yeah. <laughs> upside down, upside down faces. <laughs> I saw the vid I think the, the video is available, right? Where you like collapse afterwards. Is that a different one? Oh yeah, actually, yeah. That's in that that's in the wired. The so yeah. I got to do a YouTube video with Wired, which was pretty cool. Was super psyched when I like got the message. I was like, oh no way. Like they're gonna reach so many people with jump rope. That's so cool. Um got to go to LA. We kind of did a huge shoot for that. It was really cool. Um, they did a great job on the video. Um, yeah, and they, they do have that tri triple under clip in there. That's true. Um, I think, yeah, I don't think anyone else in the world has really seen it other than from that video. Oh, really? I did not post on my Instagram because, or anywhere for that matter, it's it's like a five-minute-long full video of it. And I always feel a little weird because I don't know how the community or my community will think of me posting this video. Um, so, yeah, it's in there if you want to see me. Uh, like my legs buckle <laughs> from just lack of being able to to hold up my body. <laughs> well, it just yeah. really points to how much endurance it takes and how much you're really putting forth yeah. everything yeah. to just collapse at the end of it. That is the goal. It's insane. <laughs> if I can collapse at the end, <laughs> I'll feel great about myself. Wow. You, <laughs> you take like two extremes. You have like, you know, kids jumping on the sidewalk, which is cool in its own regard and then you have you collapsing on the ground after having given everything you have uh jump roping spans yeah well so much. i will say i'm not teaching kids to collapse <laughs> <laughs> that is not a particular goal of mine um, knock it off with that double dutch playground nonsense <laughs> work harder just collapse <laughs> um, faster that wasn't good enough um yeah no that's that's not what we're doing here um <laughs> Jeez, Nick, uh, you're no, me no, in trouble. I'm, no, I'm just saying it's cool that there's so many things that everybody oh, yeah. should appreciate jump roping and how they do it. I think 
it's the most diverse thing ever. Yeah. Like jump alone, jump with people. You can turn, you can jump. You don't even, I mean, you literally don't even have to leave the ground to jump rope because you can do skills where you're just throwing oh, a rope around, yeah. um, which is pretty cool if you're injured or exhausted is that you can still work on the technical aspects of jump rope because you can keep your feet planted on the ground and you can swing the rope around in different ways and work on technical skills or turn double dutch for other people, engage with others, develop uh, you know, you're you're developing obviously the physical aspect that comes with jump rope, but there's so much cognitive function that develops through remembering skills, thinking about how your body is going to interact and problem solving of where the rope needs. There's so many things that happen in jump rope. You love jump roping, I think. Uh, this is a little bit. <laughs> Only this one. Can you like, is it like air jump, air jumping? You like practice too? That's one of the biggest ways that I train. Really? <laughs> well, actually. Wait, what? No, not the really. Air guitar? <laughs> It reminds me of The Office when he's doing the invisible juggling. Yes, that's exactly how like you learn how to juggle. I'm actually the world champion, invisible, quadruple under champion. Yeah. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> Congrats, Nick. Wait, do you actually... You're crazy. <laughs> Get me out of this band. <laughs> Where's the door handle? <laughs> do, you actually, do you actually invisible jump rope? Um, to, to, so we... we in getting ready for competition, you're doing repetitions of your routines. So you're doing okay, over and over it. and over again. So if I want to do that over again without tearing apart my body, I'm doing air jumping. Got it. <laughs> or it's kind of like figuring out how the skill is going to work. When I was in school, uh, sitting in class all day, I can tell you I was doing a lot of air jumping, yes. not even paying attention to what was going on up there. Uh, I passed like I... I was a good student. Don't worry about that. But uh, yeah, lots of jump rope. Best part about air jumping is no no mistakes. No mistakes. No jump rope whips on your leg. That's true. Because they mentioned that in the Wired video too. Yeah. And I'm like, we used to go to Home Depot and get wire and then put it through the handles with like a, a nut at the end. Nice. And we would just just whip our legs up. That doesn't no sound end. fun. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't trying to do this, but yeah. like as third grader, we were using the wire yeah. jump rope and stuff. I'm sure there's more professional ones. You don't have to go to Home Depot. There are. Um, yeah. yeah, you don't, you do not, you have other options. <laughs> um, should I plug in my jump ropes? <laughs> can you please? Wait, can I ask one more question while we're on the topic of wire jump ropes? Yeah. Really quick. We'll get to torque ropes. But uh, the 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 thing from Wired as well, three minute speed. Oh, Wired. Okay, I was yeah. like, are you connecting? Them? Wired and yeah. Wired. Yeah. Because uh, that's uh, take five, everybody. <laughs> I think sometimes I start to like get really close to this mic. I've hit it a couple times with my face. You might need to sanitize <laughs> that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get no, real no, excited. You're the first person to talk on that microphone, actually. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. good luck Sounds for the good. next people. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I broke it in. Did I talk all sides? Are now you did broke it in all the way. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, I keep. You probably don't remember what you're gonna say. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say you do the three minute speed jumping. Yeah, and that's really cool. Yeah, Not really a question, but Thanks. no, no. Tell us about uh, the three minute speed jump because yeah, as opposed to jumping up to a certain time to do the three. I'm just going to let you explain it. I'm sorry. Nick has no idea what he's talking about. This is my first podcast, actually. <laughs> Doing great. If this is your first I just one. This isn't actually number 17. This is one. <laughs> um, you have a pretty nice setup for your first podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, wait. So three minutes speed. Uh, yeah, so when I was little, um, yeah, I had a coach before my mom became my coach. I had a coach that told me I was like kind of too little to do things. Um, and then I went, I remember going to my first national tournament. I was maybe seven. 
And I saw all of these little kids do three minute speed, which is what that coach at the time was like, you're too little to train this. It's like too hard for you. And I was like, all these little kids, they're like my size, they're like my age and they're doing this. I'm going to do it. Um, So I, I made a point of becoming really good at three minute speed. That was really my focus when I was super little. Um, Part of the reason is because it's objective event. So it doesn't matter if you're seven, if you're 17, if you're 27 in jump rope a pretty cool thing that they do in nationals and worlds is like you can compete in your age group so like 15 17 18 above and you can win that but in the overarching tournament if you're in the top depends on the competition let's say top 12 scores or whatever they they deem the number is you can all compete on the final day of the tournament regardless of age just to see who the best of that event is so you could have a seven-year-old beating a 27-year-old which is so cool in my opinion because it's just who is the best at this and you you shouldn't be restricted by the age I think that's really cool so Three minute speed to me was really cool because of that. Like it didn't matter how little I was. It didn't matter how goofy I looked or once again, like if I had my hair done well or whatever, I just wanted to be the fastest. Um, and so that that's really where I started putting my focus in for competitive jumper when I did first start. Um, that was really what it and, and three minute speed is the endurance of our sport. It's kind of like running the mile or the two mile in track. Um, so, yeah. I don't, that was a long way about the three minute, but oh, and then I started breaking. I was like the first woman to get over um, 900 jumps in three minutes and then ended up setting a world record many years later after training super hard. Uh, and I got 100 or sorry, I got 1,010 jumps in three minutes. And my goal, you know, was always to get over a thousand to break that thousand mark. I did it. And my mom was my coach at the time. And it was just like one of the coolest moments ever because it was so hard. Obviously, obviously, this was a little bit difficult. It was a little tricky. It took me a little while, a long while to like train for it. But it was just this first. I mean, I've done it a few times, um, but this first time when it all like came together, it felt so easy. And I was like, how? What's taking me so long? Like, I just remember, like, obviously, we were super happy, but I looked at my mom and was like, that felt so easy. What have I been doing all these years? Like, how did I not do this sooner? It's just because I, I was trained. I was ready for it. it. It all came together. It felt great. And it was, you know, super fun goal that I, I got to reach on that one. It's a crazy event. It's a I crazy mean, event. Yeah. It, it, it's how many times you can skip the rope, just single skips for three minutes straight. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And people are going crazy fast, crazy good. It's, I mean, it's quite anaerobic still, even though it's kind of our aerobic, it's, it's quite anaerobic. Three, three minutes, minutes is a long time. Three minutes is three a long time to, to be moving your legs real speedy. It's, it's, it's as fast as possible, right? It is. And I'm taking this from the wired video, but five jumps a second or more than five. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like Bonkers. five to six. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Cause I love to nerd out a little bit on jump rope, right? And, um, at a pretty average speed of doing it, the rope is going about 80 miles per hour. And by the rope, I mean like measuring the most distant point of the jump rope that's like circumferencing, if that's a verb, around your body, right? So that's, that's what word. we're measuring. Yeah. yeah, like I always like to pretend there's a little bug on the end, like holding on for its dear life. That's the point that we're measuring. He's going 80 miles per hour. And that's a pretty casual speed. I need to calculate out some of the top speeds to give that number sometime. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Tell us about torque ropes, can you? Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> I have something <laughs> really cool for you here today. No, um, yeah, I'm super excited. I have, I'm going to talk into the microphone. I'm super excited. I have a jump rope company. Closer? 
I'm super excited. Sorry, now. I totally stepped on you there. <laughs> give, us the, give us the full commercial. Take 15. <laughs> um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, I'm super excited now. I have jump ropes. It took me forever because I just, I wanted it to be good. And some people will just kind of come out with regurgitations of, of ropes and this kind of thing. And I just wanted them to be ropes that I'm happy with using. Um, and I've used every jump rope that, I can, that exists. So believe me, I have my fair share of trying out jump ropes. I probably own like 500 jump ropes. Um, so yeah, Torque Ropes was born. Um, Torque being super nerdy, right? The force of rotation, but uh, also wanted it to relate to kind of jump rope, obviously, um, but also me and kind of what I'm doing. And I love to be a little bit nerdy. Um, but yeah, so we have beaded ropes and some PVC ropes right now. Um, those are the exact ropes that I use, so I'm really excited about them. Can I see it actually? Yeah. What makes this rope better than? Yeah, it's a great, ropes? great question. So, especially when you're first starting out, I always advise people to use beaded ropes, and the reason is just because the amount of sensory feedback that you get from these jump ropes is exactly what you want to be starting out on. So you have that visual feedback because you can have different colors that you see. There's a thickness that comes on the beads. You have the tangible feedback because there is a bit of weight on the rope and you can feel it when you hold it. And then of course you have the audible feedback because the beads are striking the ground. You get that clicking sound. That's one of my favorite sounds in the world. Um, but yeah, and, and jump ropes shouldn't be crazy expensive. Like they should be affordable to for people. And then, of course, the beads last outside. So you can really jump kind of anywhere with these. And there's some of my favorites. Pretty much all my videos are either with um, this rope or my PVC rope. But the beater rope is really my favorite because it's super fun. And uh, I love the sounds and I love the colors. And uh, yeah, if you want to go a little bit quicker. So this one, this one's called Resistance. That's the rope that I have on my website, you can get different different colors. If you want to start moving a little bit faster or start getting into more complicated skills, you can kind of scale down on a weight and go to that PVC rope. The benefit of that would be it's lighter so it can move quicker. Um, but also there's a lot of flexibility when it comes to like the handles and the rope itself. And that kind of gets into more complicated skills where you start even like wrapping the rope around your body. You can find tutorials on my Instagram. <laughs> you can find tutorials on my Instagram, snorryb, S-N-O-R-I-B, just type Tori Boggs, honestly. Um, and then I'm excited to start coming out with more on like my YouTube channel and stuff like that. Um, I also have some really fun YouTube projects going on. Should I talk about these? Yeah, whatever you want. Are you going to like transition me here? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you have any fun Nick, YouTube videos? Nick, are you leading this on? thing? Like, <laughs> do you have any fun YouTube videos? All right, videos? Nick's out of the video for the rest. <laughs> Tori's Vancast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I took over. But can I ask you a quick question about torque? Yeah. Length, yeah. length of jump ropes. Oh, that's also a super great question. Okay, wait, what's your question? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good question. Take it away. No. <laughs> oh, um, uh, do they come in different lengths? What's the benefit of oh, a different yeah. length of jump rope? So they come in, in just one length, um, but they're all adjustable, which is also what you want in a jump rope. You don't want to get a rope. Okay, it's a bad sign if you go onto a jump rope company or a company selling jump ropes and they sell a fixed size based on your height. That is a bad sign. That means that they don't know jump rope and they don't know what they're doing. Um, you can just pull. <laughs> oh, that sounded really negative. Usually I'm pretty positive. So um, just don't trust them. But uh, you want to get one that's adjustable because as you improve your jumping skills, the rope length is quite fluid. I even still am adjusting my, my rope lengths and I use different lengths for different things. Um, so you definitely want one that's easily adjustable in size. As far as sizing goes, when you stand on the rope with both feet and pull up on the handles, I'll just let you think about that for a second. So stand up with two feet, 
pull upward on the handles. It should fall between about your chest or the bottom of your rib cage. And this is something that a lot of people don't know or they get wrong. Usually they're thinking to the bottom of the underarms. That's what pretty much everyone was taught. But what ends up, what ends up happening is that it's way too long. It strikes the ground as you swing the rope over you too far out in front of your feet bounces up over your feet and you mess up and then people get frustrated they throw the ropes down absolutely chuck the ropes to the side they stop jump rope all together because they think that they can't jump rope when it's really just the rope was too long for them that's it so that happens so much so i really want people to know the right size of the rope so that they're not stopping jump rope because the rope is way too long i think i did that yeah i won't say the, the place i bought a jump rope from but i'm like it's just like so laborious to like get it around. Just, yeah. That was a good vocat word, by the way. Laborious. To get it all the way around, I'm like, this isn't as fun as that it used to be. Yeah, Why no. Is that? But no, it's probably yeah. length. It it's probably was. Something simple. Like yeah. there's just a couple simple things like that. Like that makes a big difference for people's experience when they first start jumping. The other one is just jumping technique. Um, probably the biggest technique point. Yeah, of all of them, besides jumping on the balls of your feet. So don't jump heel or midfoot. But um, that's super important. But the most important is to keep your hands as close by your hips as you possibly can. A lot of people teach squeezing the elbows into the side. And this is not a good habit to develop when starting. But pretty much everyone not in the world of jump rope jumps like that. And that's what we're trying to prevent. Because... You can only put your arms or you can only move your arms so much in a range of motion when your elbows are into your side. So that's why we don't want to do that. Whereas if you get your hands closer to your hips by pulling your elbows back, you can have a shorter rope ultimately. That means you can go faster. But also you have a larger range of motions for what your arms can do and what your wrists can do. Okay. Yeah, that's like a that's a pretty big one. So when we first start teaching people, we really like emphasize that most of all. Being efficient is very important in jump rope. Yes, especially if you want to go really fast. That was a big thank you for that. Like, Absolutely. Torque plug. Well, uh, the last thing I want to ask about also efficiency is, train. is there a training plan for jump roping? I know you're you're doing stuff with the company in Santa Cruz. Yeah. I mean, are you running a lot? Are you doing box jumps? Like well, That's a good question. Well, it depends on kind of the season. So how I, I stay healthy for like performance is quite different from how I'm training for jump rope. Um, so jump rope, once again, is quite anaerobic. I'm working on a lot of lower body strength, not so much the push and pull of the upper body because we want to still stay a bit lighter and we want to be able to move our arms quite quickly. Um, for sure, running is, I don't always love running, but I love it for jump rope. <laughs> um, swimming, all of that kind of stuff that's really nice cardio-wise. Um, and jump rope isn't always about cardio, as we've talked about. It's a lot more anaerobic but you can really lighten up that stress if you can be just aerobically better um, going into the sport. Um, what else were we talking about training-wise? Um, okay, when it comes time to performances, though, so it's usually a different season, my priority is preventing injuries. Uh, preventing injuries all around, especially before competition. But in the performance world, it's a little different because now you're getting paid and a company is relying on you and your fellow cast members are now relying on you. So competition want to be healthy, obviously, but they're my event. So if I get injured, I'm not like letting other people down. But in a show, if you get injured, it can cause a myriad of issues for your coworkers that you just don't want to do. And then plus you want to keep working, obviously. So it's really easy in performance world to get injured because you're doing 
the same movements over and like you have a, an act and so the movements are set you're not varying those movements all the time sometimes I like to do that in jump rope but a lot of times you can't as a performer especially like the really difficult acts that maybe have huge props or are doing some crazy things it's hard to to have variability in there so you're really uh kind of the really putting a lot of impact on the same parts of your body does that make sense? Yeah. And so yeah. you're more injury prone for that. So a lot of it is like trying to not do like what I'm doing on stage. I'm not doing other than just like warming up to make sure I have it down for the act. I'm trying to avoid those things or that same kind of impact on those parts of my body by doing other things. That was a really long explanation. That's a but. great point though. Because running cross country in college, it was like we were trained to do like all these lateral movements. Yeah. You're okay. Running straight line all day long do something to balance out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, injury. thank you for saying that. So balancing out to avoid injury, yeah, that's a super concise way. <laughs> yeah. Cool, there yeah, you go, tips perfect. from Nick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my podcast, man. Like, don't try to put your name on this. So uh, this one time, actually, I was beating the world record for triple unders and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, asked me about it. <laughs> the parking lot in California? <laughs> yeah, we're in Florida. <laughs> but thank you for that great insight. Torque ropes, yeah. T-O-R-Q. T-O-R-Q, yeah. Great, it's a great looking rope. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm excited. Maybe I get to try yep. a triple under on it, perhaps. Yeah, we can try it. <laughs> In my Birkenstock? I mean, yeah, if I'm doing, like, faster things, I'm actually going to, like, so uh, speed events, those kind of things. You can definitely use these ropes, of course, um, but they're obviously going to be slower. So we want to go down to those wire ropes, and that's um, – I use the RPM ropes for that, actually. Gotcha. So Okay. Yeah. IG, YouTube. Tell us all the good things. Okay. Instagram, Snorri V. Oh, the story there. Um yeah. So my parents went, uh, well, I didn't snore, I swear, when I was, I swear, maybe I should start that. I did not snore, I promise, when I was younger. Um, but my parents got me a really cool pillow that said snorry on it. So snoring plus story. Um, I loved this pillow. I literally like used it until it fell apart. It had these cool little colorful frogs on it. Anyway, uh, we had a documentary filmed about jump rope. Um, I got to be one of the jumpers in it, which was pretty cool. But what ended up happening is some of the interviews were in my childhood bedroom at like four in the morning on Easter morning. It was just the only time that the producers could do it. And it's in my room. I don't know why, but this is what they chose. And my my snorry pillow was in the back of this video. So a couple years later, the film was done. It came out and then all my friends, of course, saw it and they just started calling me Snorri. So that was kind of like my cute little nickname when I was little. And then, of course, everything from that point, you know, my Instagram was now Snorri. My AIM screen name was Snorri. Like my email, not anymore. Better but on AIM, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it pro I wonder if those accounts still exist. I wonder. Yeah. yeah. That's how I should reach out to guests on AIM. <laughs> Perfect. Instant messaging, man. That's, Can't for get better than that. that. Wait a second. Thanks for telling me. I was like, was Tori be taken? Or <laughs> yeah. No, that was what was going That's on That's cool. There. I like that. Well, I didn't know my Instagram was going to take off. But now I've thought about, should I change it? Because some people are like, oh, you got to like put your brand together, like Tory Jump Ropes. That's what everyone's doing. Anyone with a jump rope on Instagram is like their name and then Jump Ropes. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be that. This is just too nostalgic for me to let yeah. go of. Like, I mean. Snorri B, so Tory Boggs, the B is for Boggs. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love it. You did something right for sure. Yeah, a lot so. of people though get it wrong with, they think it's Snow Rib. It's not snow rib. Oh. <laughs> Although it sounds weird. It sounds very interesting, but it's snorri bee. Okay. But everywhere else, like TikTok, all these things, you can find just Tory Boggs. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Tory bee, snorri bee. 
I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, it's cool. Just Google go to my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, or Google. Like, just go there, and all my links are there. Okay. Oh, YouTube. Yes. Wait, I gotta talk about this. Wait, Please. Were you about to like? No, I was just. Were you just, closing was, this podcast no, without letting no. me? <laughs> no, I forgot to tell you. This is a marathon episode. Oh, sweet. We're doing so this a seven is like hour episode. Oh, great. We are on our. <laughs> Super excited. I'm only like, going 15 minutes. Miss my right now. flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's okay. It's a long flight. Um, you got coffee left. Yeah. Oh, I really wanted to go jump in front of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Do you think you can make that happen? No, I'm you, totally kidding. I was like, shoot, when are you leaving? It'll yeah. be dark. Oh, can you imagine? You want to fly the drone? It was like nighttime. I felt bad. I was I like, know. I would. Oh, that would be an epic spot for it, though. Oh, can you, yeah. Are you even allowed? You're probably not even allowed to fly it over there. You're not, but we will anyway. What do you have coming up on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I've been working with Brooks Running to um, put a lot of these videos together. But, um, yeah. So I've been doing this project where I meet with a professional Olympic athlete and we switch sports. So I've gotten to do some really cool sports. And what we're kind of doing throughout the episode, I mean, we're having a great time. But we're also kind of finding this crossover between the different sports and jump rope. So, I've gotten to do some really cool episodes so far. You can kind of look on there. I got to run with Ryan Hall, who's just this incredible. Oh. Yeah, he's awesome. American record holder of the marathon. Exactly. Like he That's is. That's sick. I didn't know that. He's a super cool dude. Like just a really nice guy. Was super fun to work with. Obviously very knowledgeable about what he does. His wife is awesome. I she's, met his wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's crushing they're it. They're they're amazing. He's like yeah. a bodybuilder now. I know. Totally switched <laughs> it up. Um, That's so cool though. Yeah. So that, that was like my very first episode was getting to run with Ryan Hall in Flagstaff, Arizona. Like it was super cool. Oh, you couldn't um, breathe, I bet, right? It's high there. I didn't actually notice it too badly. Oh. I was also um, pretty well conditioned. Um, I had just come off of like some big training, so it wasn't too bad for me. But maybe if I had been there for longer, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's how it works. It actually, typically it gets better. I've gone to like training camp for running. At, like, yeah. Not in Flagstaff, but Mammoth Mountain up in okay. Mammoth Lakes. <laughs> and uh, like at 10,000 feet, it's like you get there and you can feel it, even when you're driving. In the car, but maybe it's because I was just having such a great time, like working with Ryan. Like he was, he was great. Yeah. Um, and he got he got into the jump rope, um, so he gave me great tips for running. Um, I got to to show him some skills with jumping rope. It was super fun. The next episode was with Holly Holm, UFC fighter. This was super cool too. Um, so for for Holly and I, we had actually been communicating for a while on Instagram. Like she loves jump rope we ended up making some routines together when i was like in germany and she like from literally across the world we were like doing these routines um so to go to her gym and she taught me the right way to punch and then i got to do some really cool jump rope skills with her it was it was great like i was learning t totally new things i had never done before it was a fun one um let me think what else have i done my oh yeah um in la i got to meet rugby player billy meeks he's um an Australian rugby player now um, on the Giltinis in LA. This was super cool because I know nothing about rugby. And so just being able to like learn how to like just hold the ball, throw the ball, the basics of the sport was super fun. Um, and then of course he was awesome at jumping rope. So that was super cool to kind of share that. Um, and then the most recent one that was posted was, oh yeah, in the UK I got to drive a racing car with phil hansen he's a, a racing driver from the uk he competes in the le mans series it was really cool and this was 
okay, not to, all the other episodes were fun, but actual activity wise, this was freaking cool. Like I did not know I was going to love driving super fast as much as I did and just learning how to like apex at the curve, like full throttle down, brake suddenly drift across. Like it was one of the coolest things ever. Poor Phil. Like I was like, can we go another round? Can we drive another hour? And But he was super fun to work with. And then he was quite good at jump rope. Um, so he was able to get into like triple unders and stuff, which made it really fun. Like he does a lot of functional fitness training for his sport. And uh, he was quite good as well. And I have some really cool ones coming up. Another one. <laughs> is that okay? I'm going over. You can Whatever cut you all want. of this. No, no. We're um, I have one. I already filmed it. It's it's coming out. Maybe I shouldn't say that in case this comes out. Um, so another one that just recently came out was with um, Chloe Bruce. She's a, a stunt girl and um, and she's an MMA freestyle artist, which is quite interesting. So she's doing more like routines with MMA fighting moves. But she's been a stunt woman in like Star Wars, Guardian of the Galaxy, like some super crazy films um and we kind of talked about that in the video so she showed me how to kind of do some kicks and then we got into jumping and she's also like all these people are picking up jump rope quite well but what i love is being able to do skills that relate to their sport so with her she was teaching me kicking different ways that they're kicking. so we were able to associate that with the the kicking movements that we do in jump rope and specific skills for that um holly was a little more boxing based so we were doing a lot of like the boxer step and kind of unique movements like that. Phil was all about speed, of course, re relating those. Um, and then with the rugby player, Billy, we were throwing the rugby a lot. Like he was teaching me kind of unique ways to, to throw it and move the ball around. So then I was teaching him how to like throw the jump rope around. So, yeah, and it translates quite well. I mean, they're picking up the, the sport quite well when it comes to like relating those movements. Well, a lot of times like athletes who aren't, primarily jump rope athletes are using jump roping for training in that's their true. own sports, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool that you have this opportunity to connect with athletes oh, outside yeah, for of jump sure. roping. That's so cool. It's super cool. Yeah. yeah. You can find that on uh, your YouTube or Brooks or where can No, no, it's on my YouTube. Yeah, um, Tori Boggs on YouTube. Um, I'm also posting up like tutorials and stuff like this that I, I'll plan to keep kind of going with that. So kind of the top five tips for getting started and footwork skills and these kind of really fun things. You can totally go there, watch it, have some fun with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's so fun. Your content is amazing. <laughs> Thank Seriously. you. Um, speaking of tips, the premise of the show, Nick's VanCast, or, you know, as you like to call Tori's it, Tori's VanCast. Van <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to Tori's VanCast. We're here today with, there's actually no guests. Um, I'm just kicking it in my van with some great coffee. Thanks to Target. <laughs> All right, Nick, what are you going to say? <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> like, that coffee is working. It's, it's good. Good. Okay, it's I'm good. glad. I've only had like this much. <laughs> the premise of Nick's VanCast is um, talking to people who have done something that they love, you in this case, jump roping, and made it a career and, and have been able to do something and share that passion with others. And I always like to ask my guest what they have in terms of advice for people who either want to pursue what you're doing, which is jump roping, or even just pursuing something that they are passionate about and either haven't, you know, stepped out into yet or just want to take their their activity to the next level. What would you say? Oh, that's tough. To those folks. Well, first of all, if you want to pursue jumping, go follow me 
on Instagram. Buy a Torque Go Grove. buy a Torque Grove. Look at my YouTube. No, but seriously, my goal is to try to give people the best experience possible when they first start jumping rope. So if you ever have questions, just message me. I do my best to try to answer everybody, especially when they're really interested in jump rope. So um, definitely do those things if you are trying to start uh, into jumping rope. Um, yeah, I mean, as for for general life lessons, um, I think the... You know, we kind of go back to the very beginning of the podcast, I guess rounding that out a bit. It's just doing what you absolutely love each and every day. And I'm not saying that I, you know, wake up every single day and I'm like, the first thing I'm going to do is pick up the jump rope. I'm in, No, I mean, there have been loads of times I've hated jump rope. Like, but I think it's identifying what the real issue is in your life that maybe you're not happy with. It's not necessarily about jump rope itself. It's about maybe I, w- I wasn't into the competitions at the time or I wasn't happy with what I was doing with the jump rope but it wasn't actually jump rope itself so I think identifying those problems and those pain points in your life and then trying to change them is is actually quite important for going forward and and making sure each and every day you are able to look forward to doing something Um, and if you aren't looking at what that is to try to turn that around otherwise like what the heck are we doing if you're not enjoying like what you're doing in life what the heck are you doing here well, ain't that the kick in the butt? Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, Tori Boggs, it's amazing what you're doing. Keep spreading the happiness. Jump rope and smile. Thanks yeah. for coming on Nick's Vancast. Jump rope and smile, sir. Right there. I love it. So dorky. <laughs> Have a safe flight. Uh, are you really going to stay up all night? No, I never <laughs> committed to that. <laughs> We're going to the Golden Gate Bridge. Let's go. For real. I was looking. So I mean, we don't have to keep. I don't know what you want to do. Um, We're going to keep going. My, a marathon. My flight is like 830. I was looking at, oh, can I make it to the bridge before? Yeah, before my flight. And then I would have to leave at like four in the morning. I was like, I don't even think it would be daylight on the bridge by the time I got there. Yeah. And then had to leave with enough time to get to the airport. Yeah, I yeah. know. Next time I'll have to. I don't know, I had it in my head that it was going to work. I did I did go to the I had 30 minutes break today and I like sprinted down to the beach just to to see it. It was cool. Yeah, can Capitola or Um Sun Sunny Cove, Sunny Cove? Sun, yeah. Sorry, something yeah. like this. Yeah. It's a beautiful area. Santa yeah. Cruz is beautiful. It is. Did you go in the water? It's very cold. Um uh, yeah, I stepped in it briefly. Stepped out pretty cool. quickly. Saw um a seal. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like, hey, what are you life. doing here? That's his house. Yeah, it is his house. I was. <laughs> That's what he's doing there. <laughs> I was saying hello to the house. Yeah. <laughs> you come yeah. back to Santa Cruz anytime. Thank we'll, you. We'll uh, we'll get the drone shots in. We'll go to the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Tori Boggs, everybody. <laughs>